0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for the Natural State Football Report with Clint Conk. Taking a closer look at football across the great state of Arkansas with the winningest coach in UCA history. The Natural State Football Report is brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. For the past decade, they've been providing crop dusting services to the farmers of southeast Arkansas, and they can help you too. Call 870-26300. And brought to you by Kitchens Truck Sales. For all types of used trucks and trailers for almost all industries, especially farming and farming related. KitchensTruckSales.com Now. Let's toss around the pigskin in the zone with
1: Justin, Wes, and the coach. Special edition of the Natural State Football Report. We'll call it the Western Tennessee Football Report for today because we are squarely focused on the Liberty Bowl. Coach, good to see you, and I hope you guys had a merry Christmas. Looking forward to a happy new year, and it starts for Arkansas fans tomorrow.
2: Yeah, uh, hopefully you had a great holiday. Uh, No pipes burst. Nope. Dead gum, the amount of money that we spent to insulate pipes and Pump in more insulation, die because we've had some previous issues. Uh, anyway, uh, we escaped this one anyway. So, uh, But, no, great holiday season. Bowl season right in the middle of it. Razorbacks play tomorrow. Just a mess going on in Memphis right now.
1: Yeah, Wes is over there, and he had to delay his uh, entry into his hotel.
2: Luckily, he's settled in. So you've got some – connections over there I guess yeah I got a colleague uh, over that lives in Memphis and uh, we actually the company that I represent actually does some uh, water treatment for the city of Memphis so obviously nothing to do with us but what I did find out is 11 water mains broke 11 hmm. in the city of Memphis and uh, five have been repaired uh, they're scrambling to try to get you know the others uh, fixed uh, in the next 24 hours hopefully. Uh, Wes, and I think you alluded to this, uh, everybody's running their, running their water, you know, trying to keep away from, you know, frozen pipes in their homes and businesses, and it's just caused low water pressure. As of this morning, there was still, from what I heard, no water at the Liberty Bowl. Uh, they're hoping to get that up and running, obviously, but uh, it's just a mess. Um, obviously, with the rising temperatures, that's going to help. I, I, I am no uh, infrastructure cat, but I do know 11 broke, five are fixed and everybody's having trouble getting water. I
1: don't understand how plumbing works, so I'm with you. I definitely don't understand <laughs> I can't the change the
2: handle on my commode, so, yeah. you know, we got that working. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, all right, so as far as the matchup goes, we are going to play the game, all indications are, and they had yep. to come out and release a statement just to reiterate, no, we're going to go ahead and just play the game. I was kind of, you know, I thought maybe a Hail Mary, let's move it over a couple hours, put it in more memorial. We, we're fine. Our water's okay over here, I think, but. Anyway, they're going to leave it there. They're going to play the game. So what? Uh, what about the matchup? I guess from an Arkansas standpoint, concerns you with Kansas.
2: Well, I, and I think Wes. And I was listening to Wes. How you doing, Wes? Uh, Mich- hey, good, good, coach. Yeah, miss you in studio here. But uh, you know, I, I agree 100. percent A lot of the uh, dialogue that he had there, as far as I think Kansas is super excited to be there. Uh, 14 years. Uh, this is their, you know, their national championship game or whatever. I I do bet, Wes, that there will be a lot of blue in the stands uh, Mm -hmm. uh, tomorrow. Uh, It's not that far a drive, and I'm sure Arkansas will be well represented as well. So from just an energy standpoint, I think Kansas is going to come out and uh, high flying. Uh, Their quarterback's back. He's healthy. Their backup has extensive experience now. Uh, Surely they didn't finish the season. Uh, I will say this, that you know, from the outside looking in, Kansas has given up nearly 200 yards a game. Rushing, I think we would run the football about 50 times maybe, uh, try to keep their high-flying offense off the field. But uh, there could be a lot of points scored. I think at the end of the day, you know, if turnovers are about the same, both defenses are going to give up points. You know, I think Arkansas probably in a close one. Um, but just on talent. I mean, I just think Arkansas is going to have more talent. The line
1: is down to two, by the way, for those who are interested in such things.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't touch it. But, (laughs) uh, uh, but I mean, if you're trying to, you know, have some interest in the game, I, I, you know, I think it's going to be a close game. I do think it'll be a high-scoring game. Uh, I hopefully Arkansas is able to run the football because this team has uh, given up a lot of yards, and um, you know, Texas rushed the football for quite a few. Uh, Texas Tech rushed for a lot of yards. So um, I think the game plan is to run the football. It, it should be anyway. Coach, when you get to this point, you are who you are, right? There's oh, no absolutely. There's a
0: magic uh, fix for Kansas mm-hmm. over these last 15 bowl practices
2: to, to fix what's been their issue in the running game. That's true. Um, the, the the flip side of that, though, is they've had a month, or roughly a month, to prepare for this game. So they've gotten – You know, obviously all their self-scouting done, but they've been able to really probably spend a lot of time trying to figure out how to slow down this Arkansas run game. You know, uh, obviously Knox is not there at tight end. There's new tight end. There's going to be a new receiver or two um, that are going to have opportunities. So if you're sitting in Lawrence, Kansas, how do we stop the Arkansas power run game? And so they have had some time to analyze themselves and then obviously try to game plan. Uh, over the last month to try to slow that attack down. Now, with all that being said, it boils down to blocking and tackling. And, uh, you know, Arkansas, I think, has a bigger, stronger offensive line. SEC, high-level SEC running backs. Uh, The tight end may not be as prevalent in the pass game, but, you know, obviously I think they've got some guys in there that can get in the way and and move the line of scrimmage. So uh, I still think at the end the talent, the size, the strength – prevails
1: we're going to hear from uh kj jefferson coming up a little bit wes just give us kind of a preview of that conversation what did he say about the receivers that are getting the mix
0: oh you know he was uh like you would expect he feels like the young receivers are going to step up and and some of the guys that have been backups are ready for their role and uh they're excited for the opportunity and you know sometimes you finally get that chance and you thrive in that chance and you take it and you run with it and Sometimes you fail miserably. So it's, <laughs> it's left to be seen if these guys are starters in the SEC and, and, and deserve to be starting in a bowl game. Uh, I I did hear from several different people uh, them raving about Isaiah Satania oh, and great. how fast he is. And they've seen that in practice. And i got to thank him. He's going to get – Several opportunities, whether it's just a little quick wide receiver screen, they may, th- you know, it may not just be a go route where they throw it. And but KJ did say, I, I know I got to throw it quicker with him because he, that gives him an opportunity to run that and chase it down because he's that fast. So he's already had to make a change on the deep ball when throwing it to Isaiah Satania. And then when it comes to the offensive line and some of the changes, they feel like they haven't missed a beat. Uh, by changing the center and then putting Ty Keese Crawford in at right guard they they feel like the offensive line is just as good as any my concern really and it's been defense all year pretty much for them but not having bumper pool not having drew Sanders we've seen a lot of Chris poohhole he's been uh, alternating a lot with bumper pool throughout the year he won't be alternating he'll be out there almost every play and and then it's replacing drew Sanders and uh you know and then it's you know, they like to rotate those linebackers. Well, now the guys they've been rotating, those are your starters. The guys that will be rotating in haven't been playing that much. And so that that will be something to keep an eye on, the, the linebacker
2: rotation and how much they have to play uh, Poopall. Well, there's no question about it. Going back to the offense, it would not surprise me to see them take a couple of shots down the field with Satania. Uh, I mean, coming out of high school, one of, if not the fastest high school kid in, in high school, you know, when he graduated last year. So uh, it does give them the ability to maybe stretch the field with him that uh, whether they catch it or not, scare the heck out of Kansas, it may open up some, you know, underneath intermediate passing game. And then the offensive line, they're actually bigger uh, with uh, the young man that's coming in than with, uh, you know, Stromberg not playing. They're actually bigger. Is that right, Wes?
0: Yeah, I mean, Crawford. Oh.
2: Crawford's three hundred and what twenty seven pounds or something. Yep. I mean, he's a massive man. You know, so basically,
0: he's bigger than the right guard, and the right guard who's moving to center is bigger than Stromberg too. So they by moving two pieces, they Correct. become bigger at both at both spots. That's so, right.
1: Don't you expect them to blow the box? I mean, and try to take away the run game and get some man to man coverage of the outside and opportunities maybe for Satania again, who's an unknown quantity to them.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I I think you're going to see eight nine man boxes depending on what Arkansas does with their formation. You know what I'm saying? I would think Arkansas may try to spread them out, get them in space a little bit, and 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 count the box, you know, and then play the hitch screen game and the the screen game and those type of things uh, to get the running game going. But I do think Satania's stretching the field would be part of an early call, um, just to let them know that hey, this little dude right here hadn't played, but he can. He can freaking run. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt.
1: Talk, talking to Clint Conk here in the studio, courtesy of Farm Brothers Flying Service and Kitchen Truck Sales, let me ask you about uh, a couple other things related to these guys and the defense specifically. And we talked about the personnel. You lose Barry Odom, and obviously there's going to be a different guy calling the, the defense. How much of an impact, or do you think that makes it an impact at all?
2: I, I think it does make an impact. Obviously the players are going to be comfortable with the staff that's still there. Um, but, you know, Barry Odom is Barry Odom, and, you know, if if you called a game, it would be different than if I called a game. So there is some familiarity. The scheme's not going to change drastically, obviously, but uh, there will be some subtle nuances uh, of how the game is called on on the defensive side. Uh, But they've had issues over there, and, and, you know, Wes, uh, you look at the – you know, hopefully one of the things we talk or touch on anyway is the signing date last week and then the transfer portal There's a huge emphasis right now, I think, on linebackers. Uh, Am I reading that right? Um, Haven't they signed several linebackers or or have them on their radar to come in in the transfer portal so they know that there's an issue there with maybe talent but, more importantly, depth. And so that may show up uh, tomorrow, particularly when they get to that second group that rotates in you know they're green and they just you know it's going to be a very fast game to them at least initially till they can catch up.
0: Linebackers, cornerbacks, D- and D- tight line- ends. Yeah, tight ends are that's an emphasis also. Yes, uh, because after losing Trey Knox and uh, you got backs, you got Hudson, and then you got some young young uh, tight ends coming in that you know I don't know if they want to play them as true freshmen. They they look the part, but. Uh, tight ends another a big emphasis.
2: Well, and the young man from Parkview transfer, too. He's in the portal. You know, he was a tight end, I believe. So yeah, they're thin there. But uh, I would think D, interior D linemen and linebackers on the defensive side of the ball for sure.
1: When we went off the air of the other day, they signed another guy late. The kid from South Florida, uh, Antonio Greer is his name. Six one two thirty three, two time second team All ACC. Right? Yeah, yep. linebacker. Yep. So um, there's one of the additions and a guy with a lot of experience would have finished his career this year, but got a red shirt medical because of a broken hand, I think. So, could be a good score, at least an experienced guy for Arkansas. And a guy yeah, he who...
2: was going with the new defensive coordinator to Central Florida. Okay. Yeah, I think he was committed to go to Central Florida. Then Williams, I think, is the new coordinator. I'm not 100% sure. But anyway, when the new coordinator came to Arkansas, uh, they convinced him to come to, to Fayetteville. So uh, He's
1: played a lot of football.
2: Yes, he has. It would be a good, nice piece, uh, particularly with their lack of depth there. Won't help him this bowl game. No, it won't. But no. nevertheless. So.
0: Coach, I want to ask you, you know, with Michael Share calling the plays, uh, he was a linebacker coach, very young coach. Uh, players love him, by the way, and I know Arkansas would love to keep him, but the feeling is he may uh, go with Odom to uh, uh, Nevada when it's all said and done, UNLV. But um, and I know there's no way of getting into his mind, but you you think he's more apt to be conservative doing this for the first time or is it more let's just let it fly and let's get after it and be aggressive how would you think a, a guy being the call and plays for the first time would be more apt to do it
2: that that's a great question i don't know i don't know coach shear at all uh i do know this he doesn't want his first game as a coordinator calling defenses to give up a bunch of big plays so mm-hmm. um i would think that maybe he's going to try everything he can to protect the back end, from giving up big plays. So you might see a little bit more conservative. Um, I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure, but, you know, you don't want your first game, you get lit up for, for 65 and giving up big plays all over the field, you know. So um, it's just hard to tell. I mean, and I think what will happen, too, is he'll get – I remember calling my first game uh, as an offensive coordinator, you get a feel after, you know, several series – uh, of how the game is going and some of the things and adjustments you need to make. Now, that's where they may hurt not having Coach Odom there with his experience to be able to make some of those adjustments. Um, but I, I tell you what, I do look for Coach Pittman to be highly involved um, with some of the decision-making that, that may be going on in the defense. I, I really I really think he's going to keep a keen eye on uh, the calls that are made, the production, uh, what's working, personnel, those type of things. So uh, that. It's just hard to tell, Wes. But uh, I would think, as the first time, I wouldn't want to give up a bunch of chunk plays. Hmm. I would do everything I could not to. Anyway, I prefer that. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think we're talking to a state bowl game next year? I don't know. You know, they got they got, they got a lot of uh, a lot of hill to climb there. They had a great recruiting class, they which did. is good. I'm glad to see it that was one of the top in the in the Sun Belt. I it believe. was number one of think. Yeah, number one of one. most yep. people. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, one of the top of the power in the G5. So well, they needed something very positive to happen. Obviously, the last two years have been a struggle. Um, but uh, whoever they bring in is, needs to come in and be able to make an instant impact in a ever-growing, difficult league. The Sun Belt is tough. Yeah. And getting tougher by the year. No question. Yep. All right, you stick around, yeah, for a few minutes. Good, yeah.
1: do let's do. All right, we'll talk a little more with Coach Con coming up. Coach, we got other bowl games today. Of course, Arkansas is playing tomorrow, but we got a the Memphis, battle look-
2: Memphis. Memphis is playing today. That is correct.
1: That's Speaking awesome. of Memphis, yeah, against Utah State in the First Responder Bowl. It's the Texas game, I think. Is that Texas, Dallas, Houston, yeah. Dallas? Oh, right? Sounds right. Dallas, yeah. Also, the battle for Carolina, Coastal Carolina and East Carolina in the Birmingham Bowl. The game that most Arkansas fans are like, Oh God, please not that one. I wonder if they have water there. I was going to say, in hindsight, it might not have been that bad. <laughs> and then tonight, we're actually going to have this game over on Buzz 2. All right, I'm sorry. It's going to be on the Buzz tonight after the wild side. We've got wild side with Trey and Mark tonight. But um, Wisconsin and Oklahoma State. And Wisconsin's a three and a half point favorite. Oklahoma State stumbling down the stretch. They lost to this Kansas team that will be playing Arkansas tomorrow. That's right. But that is the nightcap tonight. We've got a swath of games tomorrow, too. UCF Duke. Uh, Oregon, North Carolina, which I don't understand that line exactly, but 14-and-a-half seems like a lot. Texas Tech and Ole Miss ought to be a good game, mm-hmm. kind of like Ole Miss there. It's a four-point line. So, anyway, yeah, the next couple days pretty good. We were talking about the NFL on the break, Coach, and it is heating up down the stretch here.
2: Wes, what did you think about the uh, Cowboys this weekend? <sighs> <sighs>
0: yeah, I'm just wor- I'm worried about the defense. Look, I know Philadelphia's got a great offense, and uh, they've scored a lot of points. Uh- uh, and then the red zone. You've got to be able to score touchdowns in the red zone, quit kicking so many field goals. thats That was a disappointment. They, could, they had a chance to put that game away after the last Philadelphia yep. field goal. And I thought Dak with his clock management was very, very poor and he even realized it, and he made two bad decisions that really could have ran the, the the clock down next to nothing for Philadelphia. So they did a lot of things to lose the game but still found a way to win the game, so I was happy about that. And it just makes the loss to Jacksonville that much more worse. You well, know, can well, you, you – you're thinking, God, if you just won the game you should have won against Jacksonville. Now you're just one game back at Philadelphia. They may not have Hurts this week. You win. All of a sudden, you're tied for first in the East. In well, overall. Jacksonville's
2: pretty good. Yeah, that they're the favorites. That's,
1: by the way, Wes, you called this two weeks ago. Jacksonville is now the favorite to That's win right. the AFC South. That's right. That's right. That's right. After the, no, Tyson, no the Titans stumble. Well, again. Wes,
2: let me ask you this. Uh, you know, I'm a Tom Brady fan. Um, projecting a little bit, assuming that. Tampa wins the south at 8 and 9 or 9 and 8. Um they Dallas would have to go the way it is right now. Dallas would have mm-hmm. to go to Tampa mm-hmm. and play on the road. Concerns about that Tampa defense? Uh more concerns just because it's Tom Brady. You know, we've
0: seen it year after year after year, but this is a not a good Tampa team. Uh Dallas should win that game. Look, if the goal for Dallas is to make it to the NFC champion. Now, actually, the goal for Dallas is to go to the Super Bowl. Right. I mean, they've said that. If you can't beat Tampa, uh, this year's Tampa team, on the road, you, you don't deserve to go to the Super Bowl.
1: problem for them is they're going to be on the road all, all the
2: games, right? Yep. They're not going to yep. have a home game. Nope, they won't. Well, um, you
0: would have to have all the wild cards win
2: on the first weekend. My thing would be they've got to cut out the turnovers. I mean, they've got – in Tampa as well, but Dallas has to stop turning the football over. And if they'll do that um, – they could make it to the NFC Championship. Yeah. The,
1: the interesting thing, too, on the AFC side, you've got a great game this week with the Bills and Bengals going at it, mm-hmm. and they're still vying for the number one overall seed to get a bye. And, of course, Kansas City's part of that conversation as well. KC's won eight out of nine. They've won three straight. Their last loss was to Cincy by a field goal. Bengals won seven straight, nine out of ten. Their lone loss was to Cleveland. So, again, talking about your bad losses, West. And the Bills, Bills won six straight after stumbling. Not impressive in about three or four of those. But they're finding a way, and they had a good, solid win this weekend. Go Joe Burrow. This weekend's going to be fun, man. Yeah, it will. Mm -hmm, That's a good game. Yeah, a
2: lot of good games down the stretch, no doubt.
1: And, uh, yeah, the South is not quite done yet, but Tampa Bay is definitely in the driver's seat. they got no excuses. Coach, appreciate you. Thanks to Kitchen's Truck Sales and Farm Brothers Flying Service.